Hello, and thank you for joining us on the Stay Healthy Knoxville podcast, brought to you by Simply Physio, aimed at helping you live an enjoyable, fit, and healthy life in and around our community of Knoxville, Tennessee. And now, here is your host, Dr. John Mark Chesney. Welcome to the Stay Healthy Knoxville podcast. Uh, Today on our show, super excited about having Katie Richardson. Katie uh, founded Neighborhood Bar almost eight years ago right here in Knoxville, And since then, uh, she's helped grow the network uh, to 14 studios in five different states. Katie is a certified yoga instructor and a graduate from Samford University with a Bachelor's of Science in Business Administration, uh, concentration in finance, and a secondary degree in accounting. She has embraced a healthy and active lifestyle since a young age, participating in both cheerleading and outdoor sports. Her passion for cheerleading carried over into college where she was a member of the Sanford University cheerleading squad for four years. Uh, During her college career, she began to develop an interest in other non-traditional forms of exercise, including yoga and Pilates. She was first introduced to bar-based exercise in 2009 and has pursued her passion for the technique by studying and training in a variety of methods. Having seen the change it has made in her own body, she believes in neighborhood bar techniques and its ability to transform any uh, body. The the classes are dynamic, inventive, and incorporate traditional bar exercise with uh, flowing full body transitions to form a balanced workout that burns major calories. Uh, The best uh, part, the workouts cater to all levels and can be modified or advanced so that the clients can truly tailor the workouts to their level. Neighborhood Bar provides a safe haven for individuals to transform their mind and body in a welcoming environment, free of judgment and comparison. Katie is continuing to work to expand the company through both her online streaming platform and her franchising uh, program. So, Welcome to the show, Katie. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Well, um, we love to hear uh, here on Stay Healthy Knoxville some of your story and the backstory. I know we've um, chatted some uh, before the podcast, so I know some of it, but I would love for you to take us back um, on your journey into health, into fitness, and kind of how that got started to really where you are uh, today. Definitely. Um, I mean, I think you hit most of the highlights, but to reiterate kind of um, my journey, I grew up in a really active family, um, participating in a lot of outdoors activities. Um, the first time I rappelled out of a tree, I was three years old. So my dad taught me how to hang from a rope and climb a tree when I really didn't even walk till I was like 14 months old. So really early on, you know, he had me and my brothers outside, you know, we played outside, rode bikes. He would drag us through caves with him. All of our family vacations were some type of like adventure element. Um, He used to always like to ask us if we wanted to go on an adventure hike. And my mom would just roll her eyes and be like, better them than me. So I started cheerleading in, you know, right before high school because my middle school didn't have a cheerleading squad. And I did like other like normal kids sports and activities growing up, but then continued cheering all the way through college. So while I was in college, I was injured. I was dropped out of a basket toss in practice. So that's where they throw you up in the air. You do a flip and they're supposed to catch you. And they missed part of my body. So I hit the ground, had pretty bad whiplash, had um, some compression in my ribs, a pinched nerve bundle under my shoulder blade. 
So I wasn't allowed to really do a lot of the workouts. And it wasn't immediate, so they kind of underestimated the severity of the injury. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because the coach didn't want to really like take a lot of responsibility for what had happened. So they let me continue to work out, which aggravated it, made it worse. And I was on small restrictions, but not a lot of restrictions. And then one year to the date later, which was my senior year of college, I was dropped again, not in a basket toss, but out of, I wasn't as far from the ground, but just really inexperienced people underneath me where they tried to use me to train someone to be a, a base who had never been a base. They dropped me, reaggravated my entire injury. And pretty much at that point I was done. So we were almost through with football season. So I was like, I, I don't need to cheer basketball. Like, mm-hmm. let's be honest, nobody really wants to cheer basketball. So I was pretty much done after that. And I was done with the workouts I was doing and the types of workouts I was doing in a weight room with a coach with a list of these are your exercises, these are your reps. It alternated every day. It was very regimented. I didn't really know how else to work out from there. My mother is the one who suggested I go try a yoga class. And I was like, come on, it's yoga. Like, I don't want to stretch. I want to work out. Obviously, I didn't know what I was talking about. I was like 21 years old. So I went, and then I really started to like it. And coming from a cheer background, typically you're pretty good at any type of, you know, yoga, acrobatic type of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I really was like, oh, I actually had fun and I'm good at it. So I think I'll go back next week and try it again. So that's kind of how it all started. And then, you know, I really, I I became certified in yoga as an instructor, Um, got really into Pilates after that. Then bar came on the scene around in in my area around 2008, 2009. And that's when I tried my first class. And then that's when it kind of clicked for me because it was incorporating elements of these other workouts that I love, but giving me more of that athletic endurance that I was used to without impact on my body, which is what I was unable to do um, because of my injuries. So I couldn't do anything with impact. So that sucked me into really wanting to learn more about bar. I started to see how it was a business, you know, Coming from a finance and accounting background, I saw people who owned yoga studios. I understood how they worked. It was never a want of mine to go into owning a yoga studio. Now, that being said, that industry has changed a lot since then. So I would, certain types of yoga, probably gone the same way Mm -hmm. if they had been trending on the business scene the way that Bar was at the time. So because Bar was becoming more of a business I started to become really, really interested in the business aspect of it, as well as obviously I loved the workout. So at the time I was working as a corporate accountant, boring, (laughs) Um, traveled a lot, couldn't really do like a membership at anything other than like a gold's gym, like just a regular like big box gym. So I wasn't able to really dive deep into the practice like I wanted to. So I had to just every time I was on the road, find a bar studio. I traveled to a lot of big cities, so there was a lot of different types of brands on the scene, and I was able to actually learn a lot about it that way from my last job. And one day just decided I did not want to be in corporate accounting. And I can thank the economy a little bit for that because I worked for a nas- or um yeah, I worked for a nationally traded company, but because of the state of the economy, it was an aggregates company. There were freezes, so you had no 
promotions. Every um, job change was a lateral move. I was two years in, so really burned out on travel and decided that I was just going to do my own thing. And to this day, I I try to go back sometimes because I have to tell this story a lot and put myself in the mindset of what actually made me want to quit a job where I had a really great salary mm-hmm. and a really guaranteed paycheck and turn down a lateral move that was, it was a very small increase, but still a lot of security to move to a place four hours away. I knew not a single person. I'd never owned my own business. I had only really practiced. Was that Knoxville? Yes, that was Knoxville. So I moved from Birmingham. I'd only really practiced my bar workouts on my younger brother and my best friend. So I, I mean, and I'd taught yoga, right? So I felt like I knew what I was doing. But I was trying to put myself back. I'm like, what? Not one, what was I thinking to? What were my parents thinking to like allow this charade to go on? But I think they could see I was really focused. And I had, I mean, I had a great business plan. I didn't just like willy-nilly sign a lease and open a business. I mean, I had to prove myself. And then what I did is I put myself in the position where I had no choice but to make it work because what else was I going to do? Why Knoxville? So that's a great question. The company I worked for, they sent us on the road all the time, different division offices all over the country. Mid-South division office was in Knoxville. And towards the last year that I worked there, I got sent to Knoxville all the time. And actually I had three cities in mind, Knoxville being one of them and things with the lease and just everything that needed to happen for me to open a studio just kept falling into place one after the other. And it was one of those where you have this like existential push, like that's where you belong Mm -hmm. because nothing else was happening anywhere else. So I just listened to my gut and quit my job. (laughs) So this was back in 2011. Yeah. Okay. And so you're, how old are you? When I'm 35. I was 27, 27 at the time. Okay. So yeah. definitely a big, <laughs> yeah. a big jump. Um, can't imagine. Yeah. To, um, I can a little bit, you know, starting my own practice. Yes. I was a little bit older than 27, but, um, making that, that leap wondered even, um, as far as I have a lot of respect for, um, cheerleading, um, my yes. experience, I'm not a cheerleader by any fashion, well, shape, or fashion. I see a lot in your office. Um, some, but um, in college, um, I was um, part of FCA, and we had a fundraiser mm-hmm. where we helped support um, cheer sport in Atlanta. I'm not sure if you ever did competitions like that. I d- no. Luckily, I did not do competition cheer. I feel like my body got beat down a lot with what I did do, but mm-hmm. I have a lot of respect for people who did because I worked out in the gyms with those people. It's intense. Sure. But yeah, yeah. Seeing that weekends, you know, at cheer sport, as far as, you know, all the flying mm-hmm. and just all the, the strength and coordination and, um, yeah, it really changed my understanding of, of cheerleading and, you know, respect for, for the sports too. And, um, wondered even, you know, with the personality, because you were a flyer. Yes. Right. So yeah. you're going all through the air. Oh Yeah which I'd imagine takes some degree of kind of trust and some degree of risk, I'd imagine. Yes. No, you're right. Yeah. that It does kind of all equate to the same type of thing because your literal life is in other people's hands when you fly, especially in college, because you go to the very top of the pyramid. I mean, you're, you're the third person up. And sometimes it's one person standing on one person, me on top. So it was... Yeah, it was not always safe. 
<laughs> well, I'd, I'd, I'd imagine that there's a certain type of personality that fits kind of a flyer and maybe that has even influenced you or positioned you to start and kind of take that f- flight yes. of starting your practice, um, your um, the neighborhood bar um, when you were 27 years old yes. in a new city and just kind of starting out on that journey. I was interested even like if you could go back to even day one of – you have the studio kind of open the doors. Like, what was that like for you day one? It was just, okay, so I was really, so whereas I'm not very risk averse, I was also very cautious when I was opening because I didn't want to set myself up for failure. Sure. So it's like, I have this personality where I want to take all these risks and I've continued to do so throughout my career too. I mean, I just recently took another huge risk. I also have an extreme fear of failure. So it's like, I set myself up, but then I don't want to fail. So I would try to be really cautious about it on the front end. And I didn't really do a lot of advertising because I knew I needed to refine my practice in the studio before I really started to try to like get people in. So the first two weeks was very much a soft opening where I didn't really say much because people were finding me because I was the first bar studio in Knoxville. Okay. So I was first to market, which was a huge advantage for me. So they were finding me anyway, just by virtue of the fact that I was bar. So I used social media to generate some activity, kept my classes really, really small, and then went really hard in November. And here came everybody, but I felt ready for it by the time. So first day, slow. Actually, my now husband's Mother was in one of my classes, which could take a whole other podcast to talk about. It was quite interesting and entertaining. Um, She'll never forget it, and neither will I. You know, it was good. A lot of support from the community, I will say. A lot of support for for what I was doing. People were, were really excited about it and made me feel very welcomed. And I said to myself when I moved here, I don't like my biggest thing was I'm very social leaving my friends, leaving my family. And I thought, I'm just not going to worry about making friends. I'm just going to put my head down and work and I'm going to make this thing happen. And like week one, I, you know, had a new best friend and we're still friends to this day. One of my first clients. So it's Mm. like, it all just kind of came together. Was there a reason to start your own? Like instead of like, cause there's a number of what bar studios I'm sure on the scene, right? Yes. Um, with what was kind of the reasoning to like venture out and like I'm going to I'm going to start my own bar, you know, company. So, I'm really glad you asked me this. No one has really ever asked me this question before. I did interview with a franchise and it is the biggest bar franchise in the world. I went out to Colorado. I did, you know, 2 days of interviews and I came back and I said, I don't want to be a franchisee. I want to be the franchisor. And I said that to my family when I got back. And so it just kind of went from there. I just had bigger dreams, I guess. Hmm. I mean, because I, I knew that I, I had done a lot of research. So I knew the difference. And I thought, I don't want to have one. I don't want to have two. I don't want to have three. Like, I want to create it. Was Was there something specifically like in the creation of Neighborhood Bar that you were looking to do something, I guess, different from what you had experienced maybe? Because you said you had frequent other bar studios, mm-hmm. right, as you were getting introduced to it and um, contemplating the idea of starting your own that that you kind of saw 
something missing or something that you wanted to like kind of create something that wasn't out there? I don't think at first I saw it that way. I think at first I was looking for the business opportunities in it, you know, dreaming big and thinking, you know, if one person can do this, multiple people can do this. The market's not saturated. There's so much room. I mean, and that's that's my business accounting, finance, you know, entrepreneur background. My dad's an entrepreneur. My grandfather's an entrepreneur. And so I just didn't want to be under the thumb of a franchise and mm-hmm. and be held to those rules. Also, another podcast we could record is my inability to conform to authority. So I just didn't feel like I would be happy. Sure. So it wasn't necessarily that I felt like any of those workouts were missing something per se. As I got into the business and after I opened my first studio, I did see holes that I could fill, but it didn't start out that way. You wanted to drive the bus? Yes. So Neighborhood Bar, interested in, um, I think the name's great. <laughs> What did you come up with the name actually? Neighborhood Bar. And, I did. Okay. Um, any like um, speak to that a little bit? Okay. This is the worst story ever, okay. and I, I have been asked this a few times. How did you come up with the name Neighborhood Bar? I literally woke up in the middle of the night, like my eyes flew open, staring at the ceiling, and I said to myself, "Neighborhood Bar. <laughs> That's it. It makes so much sense." I can open studios in town centers and like create these little communities. It's perfect. That's literally the whole story. Oh, I love it. As yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, I think what it insinuates of you know just uh, what you would think of typically a neighborhood bar, except yes. you know it's it's not based around alcohol. It's based around right. fitness. Right. I thought, oh, it's a play on words. I'm so funny. <laughs> I'm so creative. And then I called my mom, of course, to get it approved. And I was like, hey, I think I've come up with a name. She's like, oh my gosh, what is it? And I thought she's going to hate it. And I was like, neighborhood bar. And she was like, I love it. It's perfect. But then I was able to really pull in, like, here's one of my holes, community, right? Like spin it. And because a lot of bar studios are seen as kind of an, it's seen a lot. And I think this is just before you really know about it. And I'm not saying anything about any other brand, but it can be viewed as an elitist workout. And I think a lot of boutique studios can be. So I really was able to then use the name to filter in towards my mission statement, which really speaks to community inclusion, judgment free, mm-hmm. all of the above. And with the way um, the boutique fitness market is, just the industry in general, you are really finding pockets of little neighborhoods to open in. So, sure. and then there's another spin on it in our franchise disclosure document, but I won't get boring. Okay. So you've been you've been at this what going on eight years? Almost eight years. Almost yeah. eight years. So, um, over the course of the eight years, interested in like what you've kind of found out about yourself, or maybe others kind of on this journey. Anything that really comes to mind. Oh, I mean, the list is long. It's when you own your own business, which, as you know, I I think you learn a lot about yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of on-the-job learning, how to manage people. You know, I had never really managed people before I'd been managed and knew what I didn't like. But managing people can be very difficult. And I tell all my franchisees, like, staffing can take the fun out of it because you think you have, like, these great people. And a lot of them are great. I mean, there's just, like, 
few and far between, you have somebody that can really ruin it for you. Or, you know, you've already taught four classes that day, you're exhausted, and then someone is sick and can't teach the 6 a.m. class the next morning. So not only are you teaching 6.30 p.m. at night, you know, not eating dinner till 8.30 or 9, you're having to set your alarm to wake up at 4.30, 5 o'clock to then be right back. So I think, you know, the hours are long, you get a lot of freedom. And so, you know, I've also learned that I feel like I can endure criticism better than I thought that I could. And I actually use it constructively, which was a good thing I learned about myself. Um, I think you learn like some not great things about yourself along the way too, but as long as you recognize them and work towards Mm self-improvement, work to, you know, become a better manager, become a better leader, um, not be so much of a people pleaser, but also not be super harsh. It's it's a delicate balance, all of it. Yeah, that's great. I think kind of finding that balance that your job isn't to be liked. Right. Right. But you want people to like you? You do. Um, But, you know, if, if, if that's what you're striving for, then... Um, then you're really conforming to what other people, you know, think, which you can't can't control. Um, mm-hmm. Versus, you know, having, you know, wanting people to respect you and um, developing, you know, a business where it's, um, you know, people can, you know, respect what you're doing. But somebody doesn't like something, but it's it's your vision, right? Right. Then then that's what you roll with. Exactly. And it sounds like your vision from the get-go was like, was pretty big, right? And um, to like, Hey, I want, I don't want to just have one studio or two studios here in Knoxville, but um, to really grow this thing, which it sounds like you really have what in five different markets. Yeah. We're in five different States. Um, We have 14 studios, one's set to open late this year and we're still working you know, hopefully to keep growing and recently launched an online streaming service, which was the latest risk that I took. Um, we had a great year last year on the corporate side. We sold five studios back to back. And so, um, of course, I decided to take all of that money and reinvest it back into another project. Um, and it's been a lot of work and a lot of stress, but we are above our break even point right now, which is great. great. So yeah. I'm just trying to keep pushing towards that as well. So it's a lot of a lot of things happening because I have my two studios here. I have the online streaming and then I have the whole other corporate side of it where, you know, I have people relying on me for advice um, to help them grow their business. So there's many hats. Awesome. Well, um, we're going to take a, a break here away from our sponsor. And then when we come back, we're going to talk more about exactly what is bar. We haven't really talked much about that, but what is bar? What is neighborhood bar? And um, what might, uh, why might you be interested in, in trying it out? Awesome. Stay Healthy Knoxville is sponsored by Simply Physio, a physio clinic that equips and empowers you to live your life to the fullest so that you can enjoy the things you love to do and be the person you are made to be. Simply Physio specializes in helping people get back to a healthy and active lifestyle, living free from pain and medication and avoiding unnecessary surgery. Stay tuned until the end of the episode to receive a special gift from Simply Physio and enjoy listening to the rest of the episode. Well, welcome back to um, the episode here. Um, here with um, Katie Richardson, we want to talk a little bit more about bar. I can say I've I've never been in a bar studio, Katie, and um, really don't know much about it. I imagine that it's some kind of experience of ballet combined with fitness, but I don't know if I'm off 
or exactly how you would explain that to somebody who really does not have much understanding about myself. So tell us a little bit about what is actually bar. So bar can mean different things to different brands and different people, but our bar studio is based off of what's called the Lottie Burke technique, which was developed by a German ballerina who was injured. So it has a lot of physical therapy based exercises and kind of positions. There's no impact on your body. So whereas bar as in a ballet bar is in the name and we do have a ballet bar in the studio, we don't do any actual dancing and we are very careful about not using a lot of dance terms to describe the positioning because we don't want anybody to feel alienated or like they have to have some type of dance experience to come do the workout because you don't. You don't have to have any dance experience or you don't even have to have ever really worked out before. We combine dance conditioning with Pilates and isometrics. There is some yoga in the stretching, but also a lot of people come in thinking like it's like a yoga class and it's not. The yoga elements come in and stretching and alignment, Pilates, core exercises, dance, conditioning and alignment. So it's it's more of a fusion style workout, but it is its own type of technique that is carried over. Multiple brands do it. The great thing about it is there's no impact on your body. So there's a wide variety of fitness levels who can do the workout. There's no way to prep your body for the workout. So you don't have to feel like you need to be in shape to come do it. The classes are either 45 minutes or 55 minutes. And it's a really efficient way to work out because you're hitting every muscle group in your body within either 45 or 55 minutes. Because we work each muscle group to fatigue, you are getting an afterburn effect where your body continues to burn calories after the fact. So you're kind of encompassing strength training, cardio, and stretching all into one workout that's very efficient. So you said you, there is a bar, mm-hmm. literal bar, yes. but um, that's used some, but it's not like you're stayed, you, you stay on the bar. Right. Like we have a warm up that's done on a mat. Like it's on, you're on your feet, you're doing your arms and you're on a mat. I try to stay at the bar a lot because it is a bar based workout. And bar, so. does bar actually like mean a bar? Yes. Like attached to the wall? Yes. Okay. So a ballet bar that's attached to the wall. And then so because the main core element of the workout is using the ballet bar for balance and then also using dance fundamentals and dance conditioning techniques to carve and sculpt your body. That's where the bar elements come in. I think Pilates can come into play with breathing, core exercises. And then there is, like I said, an underlying physical therapy element. We have people come in that have been cleared from physical therapy for one thing or another, various things. And they'll say, oh, yeah, we did some of those exercises in my physical therapy, you know. And so there's things that definitely carry over. And it's because the whole reason the workout was created is because this dancer was injured and she couldn't do her normal workouts. So she, she used her physical therapy workouts to create this style, which is pretty interesting. Nice. From your website, it talks about that it's suitable for both male and female patrons. It can be performed by a wide range of ages. So getting to the male and female. So I'd imagine, um, do, do you guys actually have men that come participate? We have a couple. Okay. We would like to have more, but then you just have to realize like, most guys don't want to work out with a ballet bar, and it's fine. We do host boys at the bar classes where we'll serve 
you know, beer and really try to like get people to bring their boyfriends and husbands and dads and brothers. And they're always a big hit and they're super fun. And it is shocking to see those guys shake the way they shake (laughs) when they get in those exercises. And it's really fun. And occasionally, you know, we'll get couples that come together where a guy just wants to mix up their workout. We have had through the years, male clients, Mm -hmm. you know, they're usually one of one in their class, but it's fine. You know, I imagine it's kind of the principle of like kind of real men wear pink. Exactly. And so if somebody's bold enough to, um, I guess sometimes I guess pink, I'm not sure if it's in style right now or not for men, um, but um, that they're welcomed to come yes. and to participate. And I'm sure that they would get a really good workout. They um, do. But it just tends to cater a little bit more towards the female audience it considering does. just the same way ballet does too, right? right? Yes. Um, there's, you know, men that do ballet and, uh, but it's predominantly um female oriented exactly so you know we'll take more guys there you go come to neighborhood bar good way to maybe meet some other women (laughs) yeah thank you yes exactly um so you mentioned as far as being um low impact like if somebody um maybe had um uh, an area of concern maybe they've had a past injury um, or, you know, something that's just not in 100% um, health, is that something they could still come in participate in? Absolutely. We have such a huge variety of ages, fitness levels. We have such a huge array of modifications that we can give to our clients. And we have seen so many different types of injuries, anything from you know, an injured knee, which I think would be really common, or an injured lower back or pre-postnatal like diastasis, you know, separation of your abdominal wall that we can work with to the point that we have had two clients that have had very serious neurological issues come in and be able to even reconnect their brain to their body, Mm. which was one of, you know, those two cases are two of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it's all across the board. And um, you mentioned uh, pre and postnatal. Um, so if somebody is pregnant, like is there a certain, I guess, time frame during pregnancy or what have you seen or what would you recommend if somebody is pre or postnatal as far as their ability to participate in something like BAR? Well, first of all, I always say make sure you're cleared by your doctor before you start any type of exercise program. But we have so many modifications for both pre and postnatal that a lot of women do take advantage of. We actually, one of our instructors, she just announced her fourth pregnancy, and this will be her fourth pregnancy with Neighborhood Bar as well. So she was one of my first instructors, and she worked out with all three of her other pregnancies. She has had to modify more with the fourth one um, than ever before. So it's been like a really fun journey to see her, you know, work through now on her fourth child. And it's great for the clients to see it as well sure. because they know that they they have people on staff that they can go to with questions. And then on my corporate staff, I actually our operations team lead is an athletic trainer and she has worked specifically with pre-postnatal practices and has a whole handbook of modifications that she's made specifically towards neighborhood bar classes and exercises that is available for anybody who needs further modifications. And a lot of times what I do, if someone needs a further modification, I just go ahead and connect them directly with her because she's in the industry and she has the knowledge and she herself has done bar pregnant and knows 
all of the little angles, all of the weird types of things you can feel because everybody's different. So um, we have a wealth of knowledge when it comes to pre-postnatal. So Katie, um, we mentioned earlier in the podcast how uh, when you were starting Neighborhood Bar, originally it was like, I just, I want to start my own. You know, not necessarily it was any different uh, than the others, but you wanted to be in control. But as that's developed, sound like there's maybe some different nuances or some things that you have found that's um, that's needed and necessary. So could you explain to the audience, maybe if somebody's had an experience in the, um, in bar, um, what they could expect that's maybe a little bit different or what you guys prioritize specifically in neighborhood bar? Absolutely. Um, this is a great question and with really awesome timing because actually this morning, I had a client come back who has not been in since 2015. And she said, it feels so different than it did the last time I came here and in the most amazing way. And I think it's not just as bar has changed. It's as our boutique fitness industry as a whole has changed over the years. We've had to be really attentive to the needs of our clients So I think one great differentiator of Neighborhood Bar is that we do offer a more complete full body workout that gives both cardio advancements as well as stability modifications. So if you are a diehard, you know, traditional bar lover, lover of the isometrics, lover of the small controlled moves, you can come to class and you do you and you stay in the base position and you isolate and it's like we cue into that, mm-hmm. but then we also are giving more cardio advancements now than ever before, which is allowing people, whereas our technique already had an interval cardio effect, it's now like very noticeable, very intentional. So one of the main differences from Neighborhood Bar to another bar studio would be that we are really providing a workout that caters to all levels. And that, I mean, you could come to one class and look around the room and see that that's true. And that we're also all encompassing more of a complete full body workout where you're not going to necessarily feel the need to go do anything else after you do class. If you're taking those cardio advancements, you're getting the cardio if that's what you're craving. If you want to just sit there and isolate and shake and burn, we're giving you that as well. So we're letting the workout meet you where you are and on your journey and what you're looking for that day. One day you might want to come in and amp it up and burn it out. And next day you might not feel as well and you want to just stay in the base position and isolate. And you're able to get the best of both worlds with our classes, which is what we've really strived for in 2019 to deliver. And so far, um, the feedback's been great. So there's um, like a traditional like yoga studio, you know, they have like, this is a beginner class. Mm -hmm. This is maybe an intermediate class. This is an advanced class. Sounds like that's not necessarily the, the case with neighborhood bar. Is that right? What you're saying? That's right. In our bar, all levels, which is our classic bar class, we are encompassing anywhere from beginner walked off the street, has never worked out before to advanced. They've been taking bar with me since almost eight years ago and still able to get something out of the workout, not plateauing their body because they've been able to progress with us. So you're able to kind of start your journey wherever you are, let the workout meet you there and you're never going to hit a plateau because the classes are giving you so much variety. You're never going to do the same workout two days in a row either. Mm. Uh, The formula is very precise. The formula being we're always in the same section of the workout for the same amount of time. 
So you get the same amount of working time every day, but your exercises are going to be different. Your resistance equipment options are going to be different and you're able to add resistance or not, depending on the exercise and how you feel that day or, you know, add cardio or not, depending on how you feel that day. And so it's really helped the client. Modifiable, it sounds like. Very modifiable, very dynamic. Mm-hmm. And um, the clients don't get bored with it, which I think is the case with a lot of just workouts in general. You burn out, you get bored. But if you're a part of something that's constantly changing and that you're constantly able to make suit how you feel that day, then it's it's always a place you can come back to. And then um, you guys have actually different um, classes? We do. Okay. So I would say 90% of our schedule is our classic bar class. If anyone sees Express on the schedule, it's still classic bar, but that's our 45 minute platform. So we do that a lot early mornings, lunchtime, late evenings are our peak times for that. We also have a class called Bar Core, which is my personal favorite class, which uses gliding discs through the whole class. Okay. What that does is allows us to increase our range of motion without putting impact on the body. So you're just building heat in a whole different way. You're really having to use core strength from the time you start class till the end of it. We have a class called bar hit. That would be the only one I would not recommend for anyone who has an injury, like an impact injury, because it is jumping. It is your traditional high intensity intensity Tabata style Mm -hmm. formula. And then my second favorite class is bar power, which is our advanced bar class. So that is going to be a cardio based traditional bar class. So no jumping, same formula, but like very little breaks, fast tempo, for people who have taken at least 20 classes. So yeah, if one of our listeners is interested, oftentimes, you know, somebody kind of who's new coming in for the first time, it can be somewhat intimidating, you know, because you figure you're coming in, everybody knows what to do, how to do it. Um, so how do you guys incorporate the beginner, like first time in the doors, what what to expect? So I'm one of those people that hates going to try a new place for the first time because I want to know, where do I put my shoes? Um, what equipment do I need to grab? Is it going to be set up for me? Where's the bathroom? Where's the water fountain? You know, I just, I like to know everything before I go into it. So I can really relate to that type of fear. I mean, even now I'm, I'm in the industry. I go to New York about every 18 months just to try like new trendy workouts and stuff. I still get nervous when mm-hmm. I go in the doors of a place. Um, and I think that's normal, but all of our instructors, all of our staff are really welcoming. And what happens is you come through the doors. If you have an email, you can always email us, Knoxville at neighborhoodbar.com beforehand. And we can give you the lowdown of everything that's going to happen. Answer any question, even if you think it's, it's you know, a dumb question, like ask it. Because I guarantee you 15 other people have asked it before. We take you, we intake you into the studio. You fill out your waiver. We show you around. We show you where to put your your shoes, where to put your purse, what equipment to get. We get it for you. We set it up. We set you up in the best spot of the room as a beginner so that you can see everything that's going on. So we're really conscious about those types of anxieties and reservations and Mm -hmm. try to cater to them um, with all of our new clients. There's a lot of uh, variations of uh, boutique fitness uh, out there, right? Bars, you know, one of them and there be you know a cycling soul cycle or orange theory or crossfit um or boot camp style any um advice that you would have for somebody who's interested in exploring they're not sure if you know bar is the right fit or not but 
They know that they need to find something. Yes. This is, I think it's really easy to try something once and decide it's not for you. I suggest that everyone try everything three times. And a lot of boutique studios do have a three class like intro pack. Sometimes they'll have like a one week. So whatever they have, I would try to do at least three visits if you can. And if they don't have anything like that, I would recommend just asking them, can I get a special rate to just try it three times? There's something about trying something three times before you decide if you like it or not. Because most of the times when we try something new for the first time, you're so overwhelmed because of the logistics, the terminology you might not understand. And then every time you go back, it gets a little bit easier. You know where to put your stuff now. Oh, I heard them say that last time I was in class. The third time, it's just reiterated again. So I think everyone needs to try everything three times, especially if you're searching. If you're like, I want to get out of a big box gym and try boutique fitness, try everything you can that you think you might be interested and try everything you think you might not be interested in because you might be surprised. I never wanted to do hot yoga because I don't like being hot. That's like the worst excuse ever. I went and did a hot yoga class, almost passed out. And I was like, but I lived. So I think I'll go try it again. I love it, Mm. you know, but you couldn't have told me before I actually walked through the doors that I would like it because I hate being hot. So you can't just take one thing that you don't like doing and, and decide that a workout's not for you. Also, a lot of things that studios, especially in Knoxville, are doing now are limited monthly visits. So for instance, four visits a month, six visits a month, where you're able to get on very cost effective because I think price also, people are very price conscious when they come when it comes to anything. Mm-hmm. And they think, oh, well, boutique fitness sounds very expensive and that's a barrier but there are packages available that are very affordable that allow you to take your current practice and mix it up with something else that you like without having to get in to some long-term contract to make that happen as well. So I think there's like a lot of different barriers that can be broken down if you really just do your research. And community is also a huge aspect of that too. I think everybody's going to find a community that they feel like they fit into better So just because maybe you've tried one yoga studio or one cycle studio or one bar studio and you didn't like it, maybe you didn't like the workout, maybe you didn't like the vibe, that doesn't mean that every cycle yoga or bar studio is going to feel that way. So I think it's also important to try multiple studios, multiple brands to try to find where you fit in with your personality as well as the workout. Sure. You have to enjoy it, right? And a lot of the enjoyment isn't so much of what you're doing, but the environment that you're in, which really creates the the need and the desire to come back. Exactly. And I would say that we are very yeah. lucky to live in a society now that's so focused on fitness, because at this point we have more variety of ways to work out than we've ever had before, which just means that you're either going to find something that you fall in love with that you never knew existed or you're at least going to find something that you hate the least and you can tolerate and live a healthier life. Mm -hmm. So either way we're winning with the market that we're in right now. And there's, there's truly is something for everybody out there. You mentioned um, as far as, you know, trying three, you know, three times is a good number and understand for our listeners that you have um, any listener who's um, made it this far in the episode that you have uh, a special opportunity for our stay healthy community. Yes. So if you are still awake and with us, (laughs) 
Um, we are offering three free classes. Normally, our first time drop-in is $12. So it's a pretty great value. Our three-class pass is $39 as an intro package. So we're offering three free classes to anybody who wants to try any neighborhood bar studio that doesn't just encompass my two studios, which are North Shore Town Center and Bearden. We also have locations in Farragut, Maryville, and Powell. All right. So just mention Stay Healthy Knoxville. Yes. Or your special three class uh, promotion. Yep. So any, uh, anything else um, you mentioned maybe just briefly about the, um, the opportunity for the online streaming? Yes. Our online streaming platform, it has been such a huge project of mine over the past few months. And we have a 14 day free trial with that. And to check it out, all you have to do is go to neighborhoodbar.com. And there is a button right on the home screen that says NV online, which connects you to the online streaming service. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, um, as uh, we transition, I love asking uh, my guests a few questions about Knoxville. And um, so the first one, Katie, is um, tell us what's on your bucket list, something to do around Knoxville, East Tennessee. Okay. I am not good at bucket lists. I'm not good at great at just goal setting in general is not a strength of mine. But one thing I want to do that might not be like that outrageous, I love to paddleboard and I want to paddleboard at that quarry at Imes. Okay, do y'all know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. It just looks so picturesque. So I'm going to do that either this year or next year. This year. This year. I'll do it. I'm going to do it. That's my goal. I've spoken it into existence. Yes, we'll hold you accountable to it. Um, and then uh, what's one of your favorite things to do around Knoxville when you have a free afternoon, free morning, where do you like to go? So free time is rare. Um, there are two things I like to do. I like to do some form of self-care in regards to a facial. And my friend Alexis at Skin Wellness Center is my favorite person to go to for that. And then I also just like to walk with one of my other friends and we'll go just down to Cherokee Boulevard or Lakeshore Park mm-hmm. and just kind of be outside and nice leisurely walk. That's always fun. Nice. And then a uh, favorite restaurant around Knoxville? My favorite restaurant right now is Kaizen and it's sort of under the radar. If you like really great food, go there. It's small, make a reservation. If you want to go during prime time, not only is their food amazing, they have a sparkling sake that's on tap that is zero sugar and 90 calories. So that is my drink of choice. Is it a Japanese? It's um, Asian fusion. Asian fusion. Yeah. Okay. And where is it at? It's downtown. Okay. Yeah. It's awesome. All right. I love hearing most of the time people mention things and I've never, don't get out that much. So, but um, I'll have to put that one down on yeah, the list. It needs to go on the list. It's amazing. Uh, and then for our Stay Healthy Knoxville community, what's um, your best tip recommendation of for staying healthy? My favorite tips to give people for staying healthy are making sure you're always drinking enough water because water heals your body. Everything, like every single thing in your body needs water. So I always say, make sure you're drinking enough water. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have guidelines on this since you're in more of the healthcare industry, but I tell people minimum is half of your body weight in ounces. Is that right? That's exactly what I tell people. Actually, Making sure I'm not lying Mm -hmm. to people. Yep. That's what I tell people. So, and if, if I have some type of like injury or ailment, I literally, I mean, I only a hundred pounds, but I try to drink a a gallon of water in a day just to, to jumpstart anything and sleep. Sleep's Mm -hmm. my other tip. Get a sleep app, attract your sleep and see if you're sleeping. Definitely. How can people get in touch if uh, maybe they're interested in coming, you know, to take up on one of the uh, promotions, best way to get in touch with you and um, or find out more about 
um, neighborhood bar. Absolutely. So the best ways to get in touch with neighborhood bar Knoxville are um, Knoxville at neighborhoodbar.com email address. Um, always, we always respond back to that really quickly. Also Instagram at neighborhood bar Knox. And then our corporate account is at neighborhood underscore bar. Don't ask. It's a long story. Um, and then our other local studios have like at neighborhood bar Farragut at neighborhood bar pal. So everybody has their city at the end of their name on Instagram. Um, but those are the best ways to get in touch. We typically respond to emails and social media DMS faster than phone messages. Unfortunately, that is just, uh, you know, the times that we're in. So, um, definitely look online for us and that's going to be the best way to get a hold of us. Oh, great. Well, um, We'll take Katie up on the offer. This is quite a, um, a good offer if you're interested in um, in bar and neighborhood bar. Um, definitely take her up on that. Thank you um, so much for coming out and um, being a guest on Stay Healthy Knoxville, Katie. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Yes. So thank you for our listeners. Uh, stay Healthy Knoxville. Thank you for tuning in to the Stay Healthy Knoxville podcast brought to you by Simply Physio. If your pain is preventing you from staying healthy and active and you'd like to avoid surgery, pain medicine, or just want to get back to doing the things you love in and around Knoxville, we offer both a free ebook and free over-the-phone consultation to help you figure out the root cause of your pain and the next best steps for resolving it. Find our ebooks online at simplypt.com health-tips. There you will find ebooks for topics such as neck and shoulder pain, lower back and hip pain, knee pain, and TMJ. These quick-to-read reports will provide you with expert tips, tricks, and exercises to help solve your pain from the comfort of your own home. Just visit simplypt.com health-tips to download your ebook and have it delivered directly to your inbox. We also offer free, no-obligation phone consultations with a doctor of physical therapy to Knoxville area residents. Just call us at 865 351 0615 or visit us at simplypt.com and click the talk to a PT button on the home page to schedule a call with us. Thanks again for joining us and we will see you next time on the Stay Healthy Knoxville podcast.